and uh, even to stand up here and look out and see everybody. We have a relationship as God's people and as a church that the world cannot fathom. They can't understand it. And there's no other relationship like this. And so I, I praise God for what he's given us as a people. We got a special bond. Let's, uh, let's really pray tonight. Uh, let me ask again. Anybody else got uh, uh, a song on your heart? You got a testimony, you can give that too. But uh, I just thought I'd ask again about the songs. pray pray for it and you preachers be praying I was reminded of a scripture um, that I had studied long ago and I'd heard a preacher preach on long ago was in Samuel about uh, Jonathan and David. It was shortly after David had, had slain Goliath. Um, and it talks about how Jonathan and David, their souls were knit. And it talks about how uh, Jonathan loved David. Uh, but David was just a shepherd boy at this time. Uh, he didn't have a whole lot. Uh, Jonathan was royalty. Uh, but Jonathan, he loved David. And it said he stripped himself of his own robe uh, and he put it on David. Yeah. And he gave him his, he gave him his sword and his bow, and his garments, and even his girdle. He gave him everything he had. Uh, and I'm telling you, there's one time when I was just a poor sinner in my rags, and I came across royalty. Uh, and Jesus came to me, a king, uh, and he gave me his robe. Uh, he said, you can be royalty, and I'm a child of the king now. Uh, and if God's talking to you tonight, you can have that too. If, you're in, if you feel like you're just a sinner in rags, uh, there's a king who wants to put you in his family. Uh, you help me tonight and just pray for this song. sinful world is anchored in the blood of the Lamb. Though the billows are raging and we're tossed to and fro, there is peace beneath that flow. My hope world won't mean a thing, 
but the joy of knowing Jesus will vanish all my fears for he took away death's sting in my heart of the precious Lamb of God there is no other fountain so singing uh, the message in the song too man that's good somebody else feel like singing follow your heart good to be here tonight good spirit here if you got a song you're welcome we're not trying to pressure anybody but uh, give you time Like I said, I appreciate our preaching brothers being here. And uh, among them, Brother Donnie, and I uh, told him early on before church ever started, I said, uh, you can preach for us again if you feel like it. Uh, God blessed him to preach. I guess that last Sunday night. And uh, boy, blessed him just real powerful. I appreciate him preaching and the Lord using him. And I said, you can do that again. He said, well, he said, I don't know what I'm supposed to. He said, I think one of these other preachers might be supposed to preach. And... Uh, you, I, I want you to ask them first, something like that. And uh, so uh, you other fellows is likewise just as welcome. And uh, if one of you has got something on your heart to preach, I uh, uh, want you to come on, follow your heart. Uh, I don't know if this is to be, but uh, Donnie was even specific. He said, uh, I want She'd ask these other fellows, he said, I think Lee might feel like preaching tonight. <laughs> That's what Donnie said. Yep. What about that, Lee? Well, I believe Donnie was right on the button. Church, let's really pray for me. We appreciate being here. I don't know if we appreciate any, but you pray for us, and you know we're always willing to try to stand when we're able to. And um, you know, life's busy, do a lot of things, and let the world get in the way a lot of times, and. Um, you know, feeding off of Brad about two weeks ago or last week, whatever it was, you know, he apologized just to move up a little bit, you know, and I'm like in that same boat, not that you're out doing anything wrong, but you know, sometimes, and I really didn't feel like getting up to preach, 
but maybe just to get up and say, you know, just to get a little boost from God, you know, because sometimes I need that in my life, you know, because uh, like I said, it ain't like you're out doing anything wrong, but to testify and just thank the Lord for what he's done, you know, and they sang that song this morning about being free, free, free from this world of sin. Hallelujah, I'm saved, saved, saved. You know, I'm thankful to be saved what the Lord's done for me. And you think about that song, you know, it says like a bird out of prison, you know, and that's taken its flight. And it says like the blind man that God gave back his sight. You know, I'm thankful for what God's done for me, you know. And if you, if you really take that to heart, you know, I can remember as a kid, uh, I'd get poison ivy real bad. And it would swell my eyes shut, you know. And I might go a week without seeing but, you know, when you get that sight back and it's opened up, you know, it's like you got a whole new perspective. And, you know, that's how my salvation is. You know, I was lost, you know, and then God opened my eyes and showed me what I needed. I had a whole new perspective about life, you know. And I, there's a scripture here in uh, Hebrews I was going to read, and it's in uh, Hebrews 6, and it starts at 8. It says, but that which beareth thorns and briars is rejected. And is nigh unto the cursing, whose end is to be burned. He said, But beloved, we are persuaded better things of you, and things that accompany salvation, though we thus speak. You know, after we're saved, we're expected a little bit more. You know, we're not to be bearing the thorns and the briars. And there's times in my life that, you know, that I'm showing the thorns and the briars, you know, instead of the good fruit that God gave me. And it says, but for God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which ye have showed toward his name, and that ye have ministered to the saints and do minister. And it says, and we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope unto the end. And this is kind of about where I've been lately. It says uh, that ye be not slothful. You know, you look that up, that sounds like a bad word, you know, slothful. But it just means lazy. But I almost see that as a little bit more than lazy because it don't say lazy. It says slothful. If you have to look it up, you know, you got to get a better definition of it. You know, that's about what I've been lately is probably a little bit slothful. You know, living kind of not so much filthy, but just not caring a little bit. And it says uh, that you be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promise. For when God made promise to Abraham because he could swear by no greater... He swore by himself, saying, Surely blessings I will bless thee, and multiplyings I will multiply thee. And it said, And so, after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. You know, I'm looking for the promise, what God has for me. And, you know, uh, we preached a while back in Revelation where it talked about, you know, they were being weighed in that balance. And it says, you know, that to the guilty... They would give the black stone, and to the white, they'd give a white stone. And, you know, in that white stone, it said they had a new name. You know, when God saved me, he gave me a new name, you know, and I should live like that. And, you know, uh, we, we marked this uh, scripture over where we was reading in Proverbs, and it's 22. It says, a good name is rather to be loved, or a good name is rather to be chosen than great riches, you know. Um, when I think about Terry Brock, if you was to ask anybody that knows him, I don't think they've ever had a bad thing to say about Terry Brock, you know? And not that it's, you know, you're putting Terry up on a pedestal or whatnot, but, you know, Terry's always had a job to do, and, you know, people ain't going to have no faith in him if Terry's out doing whatever wrong or doing what, 
you know, and it, it would be hard for me to try to get up here and stand if I'm out living wrong and doing things that ain't right. You know, people ain't going to have faith in you. And, you know, we're all human. Things is going to happen. But as it sits there and says, you know, a good name is rather to be chosen than great riches. You know, we got to take a stand for what we believe in and kind of set standards so we have, so our name is a good name. You know, we can acquire, you know, I go through work and, you know, we've been working a lot of hours. It's just, we, Barry talked about it, what he was doing at the postal. We're doing the same thing, you know, and we let that stuff get in our way to acquire riches. But you know what? A good name is better than the riches. You know, I got to still live for Jesus and live my life and do what he wants me to do. And like I said, I'm not, I'm the first one to get up here and say, I'm not scared to say that. I don't live the best life, you know, but I have God right there. And as it sits there and talks about, you know, right over there in Hebrews also, it says, um, and like I said, you pray for us, but uh, in the fourth chapter, it says, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we might may obtain a mercy and find grace and help in a time of need. You know, that's just kind of where I felt like I was at tonight. You know, if I'd, I could have sat back there and not said nothing, but, you know, it's better sometimes to get up and, you know, just kind of say, thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. You know, come boldly to the throne so that God gives you that. And then, you know, and next time that I come, you know, you're getting ready, you know, and that's how we should be, you know, because if you just sit back there like a lump on a log, you're just going to keep doing it every service you come to, Donnie. That's just kind of how it is. But, you know, uh, it's always nice. I, I can remember a lot of times when, you know, I'd be like, well, I don't feel like going to the altar or whatever it may be. But then I'd kind of get back in and everything would be all right. But then that next day you just go about doing whatever. But when you get up in front of the church and you're, you know, you're able to tell them, hey, I'm sorry for maybe not doing what I've been supposed to be doing. It's almost like you got somebody watching you, you know, because you should be doing better after you apologize or after you do whatever. But, you know, I'm thankful to be here. I'm thankful for what the Lord's done in my life. He's gave me a good life, you know, from where I came to what I am now. I'm thankful for what God's done in my life. I'm thankful that he saved me, gave me a good church to come to, you know. And, and like I said, it's just kind of felt like I've been slothful a little bit lately, maybe been lazy on God. But, you know, like Terry said today, you know, I'm, I'm glad that he didn't give me what I, you know, earned in life. He did a lot better than that, Terry. I really appreciate the message you had this morning. Appreciate being here tonight. We turn it back over to Terry. I appreciate Brother Lee. appreciate what he had to say, and I appreciate his confession. Uh, Brother Lee's uh, honest and open, and I appreciate his honesty. And with Brother Lee, as with any of us, how much benefit we get out of a heartfelt confession depends on what we do after we confess. Lee's job, he, he said a number of times, I've been slothful. His job now is to quit being slothful. If Lee goes back to doing the same things in the same pattern he's been doing it, then his confession tonight is of little worth. But if he'll move up and uh, do what he said he needs to do, then this will be a, a landmark service for you tonight, Lee. And it'll not only help you, but it'll help other people. There'll be other folks that said, boy, uh, remember when Brother Lee uh, got up and confessed, and after that, boy, 
uh, he was different. He moved up and got with it. And so uh, that's, uh, that's what we've got to do. Uh, whatever it is that we need to do and God shows us and we confess it to the grand old church, then it's our spot. Now, keep praying. Uh, I appreciate uh, uh, Brother Lee's getting up and being so honest and appreciate confessing. And, and even before Donnie had mentioned Lee, I thought about asking Lee. And when Donnie said it, I thought, well, I need to do that. And so I'm real glad to ask you. I'm glad you got up. But keep praying. Donnie, feel like preaching now? Let's pray for Don. Appreciate it. I don't know why I can't come home and get out of preaching. I don't understand. I don't understand it. It's a sight. But I, you pray for me. I got a couple thoughts. I don't know if this is. This might be messed up, Terry. Not sure. Does it have a clip on it? Does it fail? I can see it right here. It's fine. But um, I want to read something over in the book of uh, John. Just to give you a thought, chapter 5, <clears throat> I want to start reading at verse 1. It says, uh, after this there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, giving five, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first, after the troubling of the water, stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there, which had an infirmity thirty-eight years. When he saw, when Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he saith unto him, Without be made whole. And listen to what the man says. The impotent man answered him, said, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I'm coming, another steppeth down before me. Jesus saith unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made whole, and took up his bed, and walked. On the same day was the Sabbath. That's, that's what I felt like reading you pray. Um, my thought is the, the heart of the man. His heart was um, in the manner of, I have nobody to help me. I'm in an impossible situation here. And I can imagine him seeing that water troubled many times and thinking, I can see it, but I can't get there. And uh, there's a lot of people that can see the salvation in the church, but they just can't seem to get there. And I thought about, this is an old term I've always heard growing up. You see it in war movies. You see it in um, uh, ships. People say, uh, they'll say the thing like, uh, uh, we're, all, we're all, every man for himself. When the ship goes down, it's every man for himself. This is the attitude that the impotent man sort of had. You know, I can't get there. I have no man to help me. And it's, it's, it's every man for himself. And even if, even if you saw the water troubled, if he won the first one, it was too late. You got to be the first one in after the water's troubled. But he couldn't see getting in the water, but he saw 
Jesus the one that could help him. And it's not every man for himself tonight when it comes to salvation, but it's Jesus for every man. It's Jesus for every man tonight. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whosoever believeth in him should not perish. It's not his will that any should perish. But he, he died for every man tonight. Everybody. He paid the price for. And I'm thankful that it's Jesus for every man tonight. And I know a lot of people, and even today, that they, they, they just don't, they just can't seem to get there. But you gotta look towards the hills which come with your help. It's, this man, uh, these people that got in the water, they got healed of their infirmity. This man got healed of so much more. And, uh, you know, when he went back, the people said, uh, who healed you on the Sabbath? You know, they were complaining that it, it wasn't a miracle to their eyes that he was walking after laying there 38 years. They were upset. Well, who told him that he could take up his bed and rise and walk? And Jesus basically told them later on, what's the difference if I tell him to rise and walk or his sins be forgiven? Tonight, God has the power to save you and if you'll, if you'll, I'm glad when I was a 10 year old boy, I had the troubled waters, folks. Uh, the, the gospel spoke to my soul and the waters were troubled. And, uh, there was nobody to help me except for Jesus. The same gospel that brought condemnation to me showed me that there's a way. And Jesus, He's the way, He's the truth, and He's the life tonight. It's every man, He's for every man. And when, and, and when they, uh, had the battle of David and Goliath, and you remember what they said when they decided we need to get this down to two fellas? And Goliath was their, their man. He says, you choose you a man. Jesus is the man to choose tonight. He's the one that gives the victory over the walking through the valley of shadow of death. He's the one that gives that victory tonight. And there's many people wasting many years and much time trying to get there a different way. But Jesus is the only way. And when he speaks to your heart... That is the time to get in and be saved. And I, I think about this all the time, and it's not changed today. I think about Jeremiah, the young prophet, and, and, and he says, the, the summer's ended and the harvest is past, and we're still not saved. We're still not saved tonight. Uh, if you're not saved tonight, and God's speaking to you, and you need to get saved, you can't say that you'll get saved tomorrow. It may never come. You, you're either lost or you're saved right now. And now is the acceptable time. Today's the day of salvation. You got to get saved while God calls. Tomorrow may never come, Terry. I just think of the young prophet throwing his hands up in despair. And us preachers, we, we get in despair over people not getting saved when God calls. You know, when we have a service and it don't seem like there's no invitation, it don't bother me. But when God calls and people don't move, I get heartache over it. I know the Lord's dealing with people. We got too many people worried about too many things today. I'm glad I've made a lot of mistakes, but I'm glad that I came when he called. I'm glad I know what I got. I'm glad I know where I got it at, and I'm glad I know who gave it to me. God's not an idea, folks. He's real in my soul. Just like the song you used to sing, Ronnie, I know he's real for I can feel him in my soul tonight. He can be real to you if you'll give your whole heart to him. But I'm telling you right now, folks, 
And you might be young here and you might still be lost and you might have heard the calling. I tell you what, there's a few ways you can go. You can go many years lost. You can go with many years of heartache. But God still loves you just as much as he loves me and all that he saved. And he wants to save you. He wants to save you. You know, a lot of times people, they want to, they'll ask the preacher, they'll say, if I do this, will I go to hell? If I do that, will I go to hell? It's not what you do, it's what you don't do. It's what you don't do. You don't come when he calls. That's what, there's only one for unforgivable sin, folks. It's blaspheming of the Holy Ghost. It won't be forgiven in this world or the world to come. When you're lost and undone, you gotta come when God calls before it's eternally too late. Eternal, to, eternally too late. And, uh, I just thought, you know how he, he saw that troubled water. And he said, there's no man to help me. But he was wrong, wasn't he? Yeah. There he was wrong, wasn't he? He was looking in the wrong spot. He was looking at the wrong water. Jesus is the water of the life, water of life. And that's what he saw, folks. And he's the one that has the saving power. And he'll save you just like he saved me. You know what? I, I got a lot of shortcomings. I got a lot of fallings, but I, I'm still saved tonight, Terry. You know what? You know what's wrong with a lot of things in our churches today? People don't stay tapped into what they got. They're worried about what they don't have. Think about what you got tonight. It's more, it's worth more than silver and gold. It's, it's, it's got the power over death if you're saved. We are to be the happiest people in the world. We are not be looking for what we don't have, but we are to be looking for, we are to be looking at what we got and the benefits that we got. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm so glad that I don't have to fear death like I feared it the night God spoke to me. I was afraid. You say, Donnie, that, that was in, that was in the mid seventies. And I was afraid to go home and lay my head on my pillow at night. I felt like I had but a short time. You say, Donnie, that was 40 some years ago. Folks, it was right. I had but a short time. Teach us to number our days, O oh Lord, that we may apply our hearts to wisdom. We are, our lives are, are but a vapor tonight. We're here and we're gone. Boy, I, I, if I pray for anything, you realize that tonight. Terry, we realize that, don't we? How many faces have changed on the front bench since we've been here, Terry? How, I thought about old man Harb. I was listening to the song Two Robes early this morning. I looked up the words and I thought about how he sung that when I was a young boy. And I think he sung it once when we was over here at the new church for a little bit. It seemed like he sung it once here. I can't remember for sure. But I got so good, so many good memories of things. It says, lay not up your treasures upon the earth where uh, moth and rust do corrupt, but lay your treasures up in heaven. I tell you what, I got some treasure laid up. I still eat from God's table from services that happened 30 years ago. We need to quit eating of the world and eat from God's table. And when David wrote the 23rd song, he says, Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of my enemies. I used to think, what's the big deal about a table? I tell you what, if you pull up and you eat from God's table, the devil will flee. Instead of getting your mind on the world, think about an old time service that God blessed you in or an old time message you heard. That's a powerful table, folks. He prepares it in the presence of our enemies. The devil don't like us to think about the Lord. He don't want us to eat from the mess. You know what? This, this might, I don't know if you understand this. I've read a little bit about it. They could eat certain animals. They had to eat the animals that could chew the cud and had the hoods, hoof split. 
You think about an animal that chews the cud. I tell you what, that's kind of representation of God's people. We can bring up and eat a service over and over again if the Lord is in it. It's a spiritual thing, folks. God is a spirit, and those that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. It's good to be here tonight. I hope that helps somebody. I just think about, and it said that there was a great multitude there. Usually when the Bible says that, it's, it's a number you just can't just get down and count. Five porches of people wanting to get healed. But this man, he laid there for 38 years, and he got what he needed, folks. You can get what you need if you look to the right place. We'll turn it back over to Brother Terry. Boy, that's good preaching. I appreciate Brother Donnie. I appreciate the Lord giving him that message and Brother Donnie I'm on his heart and delivering it. So it's right out of heaven. Uh, good to be here tonight. I want us to all to stand. I want us to sing a song and, and want to make an invitation. If you're here and lost and God's calling you, you come. If you're here tonight and you're saved but you're not where you need to be with the Lord and you, you need to get moved up, come and pray, do that. If you're here tonight and, God, and you know you're saved, if you're here and you know you're saved, and God played it on your heart to join this church. The doors is open. Obey the Lord while we sing a song. Listen to that song. Boy, it's a good song. Would you obey the Lord tonight? Let's all be obedient to his will. Whatever God gives us to do, let's do that. It's real simple. When God speaks to us, we have two choices. We either obey or we disobey. We either say, yes, Lord, by faith, or we say, no. That's all there is. Two choices. Are you in obedience to the will of God tonight or not? Ask yourself. You don't have to tell me, but ask yourself. Ask God. Say, God, help me. And whatever you need to do, the God that we serve is willing to help you do that. I say this repeatedly. God has never told us to do something without that he was willing to help us do it. About everything I do, I can't do it by myself. I need God's help. But if God helps, and when he helps, and I love my heart and be willing, when God's in it, it works out okay. Obey the Lord. I believe somebody needs to come. I really believe somebody needs to come. Obey. That's what he'll do. Or else that's what he has done. He has done it for me. If you're not saved, he's willing to do it for you. Amen. Amen. I appreciate that song and appreciate the prayers of the church. And again, appreciate the message and all the singing. Uh, anything else on anybody's heart before we come to a close? We've got a nice crowd tonight. God's give us good meeting. I really appreciate it. Uh, thank God for it. It's a blessing. 
I've told this before, but I feel like telling again. When I was just a young fella, uh, I remember coming to church, and maybe after church over, and I'd go somewhere, and somebody said, what kind of meeting you have? I said, ah, it's just so-so, it's just, just a meeting. And then we went through a time after that that uh, uh, it was a hard time. And God really opened my eyes to some things. Uh, after that really hard time that we went through, and I went through, uh, we'd come to church, and if you could feel the Lord, and I left, and somebody said, what kind of meeting have I said, buddy, we had a real meeting. God was there. God taught me to appreciate what he was doing and where he was at and what was going on. And, uh, well, I'm telling you, that was a lesson that I, I really embraced in my heart. We need to, and this has been a dandy meeting tonight. This has been a good one, so we need to appreciate it. Anything else before we come to close? Okay, in just a minute.